Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is November the 20th, 2022. Hopefully this episode finds you well and in good spirits. Hopefully you're feeling that, uh, you know, holiday energy, cheer, whatever. Um, I don't know. Let me know if you are more of a, like, hey, I'm going to celebrate this turkey time, this Thanksgiving, if you will. Or is it like right after um, Halloween, you just go straight into Christmas mode? It's like Mariah Carey, it's Jingle Bells, it's all that shit. Um, actually, the Mariah Carey is a little bit of a, a little bit of a foreshadowing, but uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, not too much to report on the personal news. You know, we're doing the hat trick again. We got three episodes. That yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, not not too much has gone on. Just been kind of hanging out. Um, so we can just get into some news. Uh, sadly, I got this one from CNN, uh, mass shooting at LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs leaves at least five dead and 18 wounded. Uh, this was some news that broke, um, overnight. It was really sad to hear, but it was this nightclub called, uh, Club Q, um, a man had went in, I think he had, yeah, he had a long rifle um, and two firearms. At least that's what was found on the scene. I believe he did use the long rifle. Um, it was Anderson Lee Aldrich. Um, and he was identified by the uh, Colorado Springs Police Chief, Adrian Vasquez. Uh, it looks like... Um, Two people who were inside the club confronted him and stopped him, like, from it getting worse. But, I mean, in the span of time, I think he enters the... the, the well, there's 911 calls at 1156. Uh, officers are dispatched at 1157. And the suspect is uh, detained at 1202. So, I mean, this all takes place in a very short amount of time. But in that short span of time, five people were killed and 18 others were injured um, in varying levels of like, you know, critical care or, you know, just uh, just wounds. But very, just very sad. I mean, they haven't released the motive yet, but I mean, this is eerily familiar to the Club Pulse situation that happened in Florida, um, in which a lot of people were killed, um, you know, different maybe in terms of like exact motive, but... Definitely hate seems to be, the premise seems to be, like, just a, a really sad motif. Um, you know, I mean, not just in this country. I think it's a, it's an international problem that when people are different, um, whether it be you're coming at it from a religious perspective, whether you're coming at it from just a traditional norm, societal norms perspective, you, instead of trying to understand people and coming to common ground with people, you say, no, these people are different from me. I want to hate them. I want them to not be here. I want them to not exist. Um, but the thing is, you're not, like, doing this kind of shit doesn't make that happen. It doesn't make your reality real. It doesn't make it come to fruition. You just snuff out people's lives. And it's really a fucking shame. It's really sad. Um, I will say, though, it's good, like, to see you know, the community coming together and, you know, it seems like even from top to bottom, um, in terms of like, um, the, I think the governor of Colorado is, is gay. So that's cool. We love to see it. Um, yeah, let's see. Colorado governor Jared Polis 
the nation's first openly gay governor, issued a statement calling the attack horrific, sickening, and devastating. Um, so yeah, I mean, just super sad. Breaking news that kind of bubbled up, and I wanted to talk about it, wanted to cover it. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would just say that like we should always just try to rally around each other. I think that's a a thing to try to take away from these kind of things. Like we should never stop being ourselves, no matter who you are. You know, you shouldn't have to change that. You can't change that. You know, it, that is who you want to be. That is who you are, and um, no one's gonna take that away from you. So. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to like get too cheesy, too fucking corny here. Um, but yeah, in some other news, uh, there is, um, let's see, an update on Daryl Brooks. We've covered this like I think was it last year, but I didn't really cover too much of the trial. Um, just in terms of like, uh, you know, what he did in terms of driving his SVU into a Christmas parade and killing six people and injuring at least a dozen others. Um, well, let's go ahead and read the title. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Got this from USA Today. Daryl Brooks sentenced to life in prison in Wisconsin Christmas attack, or in Wisconsin, Wisconsin Christmas parade attack that left six dead. So he was sentenced to life. Um, let's see. A lot of the, the trial, though, was very hectic. It had a lot of... Uh, I kind of want to say drama just because like uh, with Daryl Brooks Jr. He's definitely, you know, suffering from, you know, some kind of mental health issues. Um, and it was really just hard for him to get through this trial. And he wanted to represent himself. And there was issues with that, which led to him acting out. And, you know, there was, I guess, several times that he had to uh, be kind of ejected from court and have to do the proceedings via Zoom call. Um, but, um, he has like, you know, said he is repentant. He is, um, you know, kind of chosen a path of God, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, he's also said that he wanted to be sentenced to a place that was going to help him with his mental, like health issues in terms of like dealing with the, you know, the mental pain he's dealing with and going through. Um, he's also referenced, um, just a lot of like, I guess, trauma at home he's had to grow up with, like mental and physical abuse, things of that nature. Um, well, you know, that's definitely not up for debate or dispute, I don't think. Uh, but I, I do feel like it's one of those things where, yes, you can have problems with your mental health and, you know, it can be, um, you know, hard to get through and it shouldn't be a burden, but it is your responsibility to like deal with those things. You can't just sit there and say, oh, I have these issues. I have these demons. I have these battles and go over and over and over again and then have the, the, these things snap and say, well, oh, I have this mental health. I have these problems. I, if, when you see yourself going down this line, when you have people around even saying, hey, like we need to do something. We need to make some changes here you know, brother, sister, whoever, you have to really accept that and try your best to make those things happen. Because even sometimes when you do, it's still t like not enough. You never know, but you have to do everything in your power. Um, it's not to say that like, I'm trying to like, you know, villainize anyone who has those kind of issues for sure. I mean, I have my own personal battles, you know, with mental health, but it's definitely all about how you are going about 
making sure that you're okay because that is important it's not just a cliche like oh you know you gotta treat yourself you gotta love yourself like no you do like you have to make sure you're in order like you need to be a contained entity like i don't know that is a part of living um it should never get to a point where you're hurting or harming others um so yeah, and, and especially if it, harming is your you're hurting yourself you know that's that's also something you don't want so um definitely i i mean kind of a sad cap to a story like this and i mean we're just gonna have more of these kind of go along the way as i cover a story i know inevitably it's going to trickle down into a verdict but um you know that's the news baby you gotta do it right <laughs> that's 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 the nature of this beast that i'm writing um and some other news kind of quirky i guess but you know me i love a good fraud i love a good heist <laughs> so um i had to cover this one it's from the Yahoo News and the Los Angeles Times. New clues in Brinks heist mystery. Video shows suspicious men at jewelry show. So, I mean, I'll kind of give you the short gist of this one. I would definitely maybe say if you're interested, read it into this. And if you find more, please let me know. Please go for that for me. But, I mean, the story starts. They're talking about a guy in like a black windbreaker He's got, like, glasses on. Um, he's, you know, really incognito. He's got a blue surgical mask on. He looks like he's casing out the joint. And essentially, this is kind of almost like a jewelry expo, I want to say. Maybe I'm, like, making it sound lame. But, like, essentially, um, all throughout the San Mateo County Event Center, there's just a bunch of just nice jewelry pieces and they're all laid out in these like glass cases and people can come and they buy them. And I guess this is like a roving show that goes throughout the, um, okay, this is the name of it. The International Gem and Jewelry Show. So it's international. This is going all around the world. Awesome. <laughs> but essentially, this was very odd, very suspicious. Um, Swanson, who I believe is like a manager um kind of like i don't know if she's like security or she's just kind of like part of just making sure the event runs smoothly or whatever um they call the show's manager and self-professed mama bear um, who looks after the event's vendor so essentially she was just like saying hey this is suspicious this is really odd um she got security to kind of get the guy out of there he says oh you know i don't speak english or whatever and okay that's that's something but i guess throughout this whole day there was a lot of weird happenings, a lot of guys who just didn't seem like they should be being there, a lot of suspicious cars, some cars without fucking, like, license plates or whatever, so very odd, very weird, people chilling in places they shouldn't be, like, in loading areas for the truck, so anyway, fast forward a bit, they load up the jewelry on trucks for the, the night to go to the next place, okay, awesome, Apparently there is a like an announcement saying, "Hey, beware! There has been like suspicious activity. Make sure you're, you're you're watching everything. Everything's on the up and up. Take precautions, pretty much." So the people loading it, they they try that. They try to do that, but essentially everything is put in this Brinks truck. It goes on along its merry way, and somewhere at a Flying J, I believe it's like. Um, like a rest stop kind of area. Um, let's see, at a Grapevine truck stop. So essentially, yeah, Flying J, that area. Um, what does it say, Lebec? Um, anyway, 
essentially thieves stole about 22 bags of jewelry while this truck was just just chilling i guess the guy was asleep and then there was another guy getting food at the flying j and uh it's roughly estimated that that amount of jewelry stolen was about a hundred million dollars at least that's according to the vendors who are saying they're victimized you know this is how much they're reporting Brinks is saying, mm, no, 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 it's maybe about $10 million. So they are currently legally disputing that right now. But, I mean, it's just really odd, very weird that all these little happenings, all these little people were around scoping out the joint. And even Swanson says, hey, I told the Brinks people, you need to be careful. I was telling everyone this, like, we need to be on high alert. Things are going awry. This is weird. And Brinks is kind of like, mm, did you though? Because uh, we don't have any uh, reportings of these suspicious people you keep mentioning. And she's like, no, I went up to the people and said, you need to be aware. I saw this guy at the very least. This is odd. This is suspicious. And they're saying, eh, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe. Maybe you did. We don't think you did. So... It's very odd, very suspicious, odd happenings, a lot of money, a lot of jewelry. Um, it, it was giving like Ocean's Eleven, so I wanted to talk about that, cover that a bit. Hopefully, maybe something leaks, something, you know, a little bit more, a little more nuggets, you know, fall from the sky. I'd love to dig into more of this story, but um, that's all I got for that. Let's see. Now, I... Um, I don't know if you guys are Swifty fans or not. <laughs> probably, probably, maybe not for most of my little, little like listening base. I gotta say, I I do listen to Taylor Swift. I wouldn't say I'm like a devotee. Um, I like some songs more than others, but hey, I like I like me a good pop, maybe formally country singer. I don't know. Don't come for me on that. But um, she was making the news this week. Um, apparently her new tour, the Arrays tour was going to drop. Um, this is like her first tour since like 2018, but, uh, things went awry and, uh, we'll get into this from this article real quick. Uh, I got it from Forbes. Ticketmaster cancels public sale for Taylor Swift's Arrays tour amid historically high demand. So essentially like i said this was a really big tour a lot of hype fans apparently losing their minds for this shit they were ready and ticketmaster has a setup so it's like hey you can pre-sign up like a little fan thing or whatever and that will give you special access to tickets before others before the general admission and it's supposed to make sure that like the really diehard fans can, can get their tickets for sure and on Ticketmaster's end, it's good because it supposedly helps stop bots. So, essentially, this is supposed to be kind of foolproof, so everyone thought, but they were bombarded. Um, so much so that, like, it's not sure if maybe bots were able to get through and able to get in into this fan thing somehow, or if it was just by sheer force of will by all the Swifties flocking to make sure that they were going to get their tickets and that's how this happened um you know so it's caused a lot of kerfuffle because now they've had to cancel the general admission and it's made everyone who has tickets they go oh shit and people who are gonna resell them anyway i mean i, th I think these tickets might have been going for like 50 bucks or so but then you see them now going anywhere from like 
eighty dollars to like a thousand or more um, for tickets. Now maybe those prices on the high end are going to go down um, just because like you know they've been sitting at that price. It's just way too high. You would think for people to pay for, to just go see Taylor fucking Swift. But I mean, people are losing their noggins. And I mean, she has really been putting up the numbers. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the, uh, what is it, Midnight Midnight's album? Uh, I don't know. I guess we can do a little album rate right now. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Uh, I, I feel like I haven't really listened to a Taylor Swift album end to end since like the 22 one. I don't know like what that one was, but... Uh, I thought that one was good. I've listened to several others. I I tend to like Taylor Swift in terms of singles. Albums, not so much. I felt like this one was okay. Um, Snow on the Beach with Lana Del Rey. Very good in terms of a song. But I feel like it's underutilized for Lana Del Rey. But I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little bit in the weeds here on my review. But anyway, back to the article. Um, You know, essentially... Uh, they were slammed, and now people are going to be missing out on tickets, and people have been in an uproar about that. Obviously, Taylor Swift is not happy, you know, has issued, like, statements and stuff. Um, I think Ticketmaster or whoever had kind of said that, look, like, it, to, to get the amount of volume, like, Taylor Swift would have to do this tour for years, <laughs> you know, performing, like, nonstop in order to get everyone who wants a ticket, who is saying they want a ticket to have access to a ticket and, you know, be able to perform. So it's just not feasibly possible. So I don't know. It might be them kind of trying to absolve themselves a little bit. But um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I just saw that this affected a lot of people. A lot of discourse has been about like whether or not even it's worth it to be upset about this kind of thing, which I, Look, I wouldn't want to yell at anyone's yum. Like I said, I like Taylor Swift. I personally wouldn't be going dummy over a ticket. But I mean, pick any of my favorite artists. I'm not too pressed to go see them live. That's just me. I'm not a. I'm not really a public out there guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I found this interesting, and I uh, wasn't gonna skip on a moment to talk about T Swifty. So, um, and then I'm gonna round it out. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit a Yule log real quick, and then we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about a queen, and we're gonna talk about Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I got this from NPR. Mariah Carey can't be the only queen of Christmas. The trademark urgency or the trademark agency rules. So this was a, a story that was kind of building up. I wanted to wait until the verdict was kind of cast. Um, see where the trips fell. But Mariah Carey has been making a push to be officially like trademarked the queen of Christmas. Um, and by her getting it trademarked, it would mean no one else can use it. It would also allow her to go just really hard on a campaign push for more products related to Christmas. Um, like, I guess she has a, a company by Lotion LLC. That's the name of it. And um, she was going to use branding like Princess Christmas and QOC, also Queen of Christmas, um, on a range of products from fragrances to makeup to clothing, jewelry, dog accessories, rough, rough. 
Um, and I mean, this was going to be like a big move. Now, people like Darlene Love um, had kind of said like, hey, I mean, David Letterman named me the Queen of Christmas once. Um, then there was also a person by the name of Elizabeth Chan who describes herself as music's only full-time Christmas singer-songwriter. And Chan was the one who said, hold up now. I got to say, I got to stand up. I got to fight for my right to Christmas. And she did. This is like, almost feels like a Hallmark movie. It is very cute in its own way. Um, I think, sadly, it kind of makes my girl Mariah Carey the villain here. But I get it. She's trying to get the bag. Um... But essentially, Chan filed a motion in opposition to Mariah Carey's request earlier this year. Um, Mariah Carey's team more or less tried to like extend, like put like petition to like kind of say, "Hey, let's like we want to wait, we want to wait. Uh, can we get an extension?" And eventually, the trademark agency just said, "We're gonna rule in, in default against your request. So you're not you're not the only queen." And Mariah really hasn't done anything about it. Um, you know, even though. It's tied as like a win for, for Elizabeth Chan. She's essentially just saying like, hey, I'm just glad that everyone can use the title. Um, I do like that NPR kind of goes into a bit of a bio on uh, Elizabeth Chan. Um, even talking about um, how like the princess of Christmas was kind of important to her because she's using that for branding for her daughter. Um, and her daughter is named Noel, which is French for Christmas. So, I mean, that to me is showing a very strong dedication to your brand you are really about this season. Um, yeah, you're, she's trying to ring in some tidings of cheer, and uh, she means it with her whole chest. So, I mean, I guess kudos to Elizabeth Chan for, for standing up for her royalty. <laughs> we stand a queen, we stand a legend. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to round it off on. I would say that's some good news. I don't know about you, but I thank you for listening. I thank you for just being a part of my little podcast project experiment, experience, experience, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're at the end of the road here for the weekend. I hope you have an amazing week. Um, and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.